welcome to another episode of Three Men and a War Game. I'm Paul, and I'm actually healthy enough to record again. That's good news. Uh, happy to have you back and be recording again. Uh, I'm Chop, and I'm playing. I'm painting miniatures for a game. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to play. And uh, I'm Chris Potter, aka Potter, and somehow I got roped into pre-painted space cruisers. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah. So, uh, Chop, since you're, uh, well, I guess, I guess before we do that. Let me apologize for the long gap between episodes, but I was I was in a in a car wreck and was severely concussed and was not allowed to do a damn thing. And let me tell you, not doing anything for a week and a half sucks. Yeah, I and when that. I say and when I say couldn't do anything, I mean like wasn't even supposed to look at my phone. Yeah, when when I when your when your wife is calling me and asking for me to help you drive around yeah that's bad <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I i greatly appreciate that no no problem man of course it was just weird i was like i was caught off guard i was like why is paul actually calling me <laughs> yeah yeah we needed to figure out how to get the different cars home and stuff like that because i was told i shouldn't do anything other than basically lie in a dark room, which was fine the first couple of days because I was sleeping about 20 hours a day. After that, it sucked. So sorry about the long gap between episodes, uh, but we're all we're all alive and healthy, so that's exciting. So Chops, you said you were painting something for, for a game you might never play. Uh, I guess that leads us into some hobby chat, and hopefully we have some hobby stuff going on since it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm I'm painting uh, King's Empire uh, armies. For the other side. Almost done with my starter box and uh, the rest of the Kickstarter pledge at this point. Really, just chugging through because I want to have it painted. Maybe I'll try and run some demos of it. You know, try and get a local scene started. But you know, with people playing Eden and just a general malaise for buying into a really expensive game. I don't know how easy it is for me to sell it, but it, or, you know, sell it as a, as a game for people to play, but you know, I've been enjoying playing it or painting it. Uh, and the minis are gorgeous. So, you know, just taking my time behind the brush and having a fun time with it. So why do you think you have trouble getting people interested in it? I think cause you know, I just got a group of guys stoked on Eden, which is another game. And then playing the other side, you know, like the, the painting commitment is large uh, and the initial investment is uh, is not small either. So um, it's just a, it's a different scale game than a lot of the guys that I'm used to playing with play on because we're, you know, we're used to games that are played on a three by three table with a handful of many. So moving into that company scale is a hard sell. Um, and then just asking someone to paint 25 to 40 minis is also tough. Uh, I think this day and age with, uh, you know, with the, the catching on of skirmish games, uh, it's just a, it's a harder thing to do. Uh, I, but, you know, I believe in the game the the rules are excellent. The games I've played have been a ton of fun. So I'm going to paint all my minis and anytime I can get someone to play a demo of it, I'm gonna, uh, and just, you know, ho I'm going to hope that I can get a scene started, but also focus on 
playing actually playing as many games as I can because at the end of the day I'd rather be playing something than sitting at an empty table hoping someone comes by or you know trying to to hawk people over when they're more interested in playing something else because you know all the guys in my area that are playing games the size of the other side are playing 40k and it's hard to dislodge that yeah it's hard yeah. to get people out of 40k it is it is king of the uh, the mini war games for a reason well, but even at that, it's it, it's even hard to get those a lot of 40k people to look at other games. Oh, it is. Or think about playing something else, or even acknowledge that there's other games out there. Yeah. I mean, I I remember when I was playing 40k. I mean, it took what I started when I was 12, and you know, I didn't start playing a different minis game until maybe I was 20. So you know, eight years before I even looked at a different minis game. And not everyone will even enter- entertain the idea of looking, right? Because, you know, they've got their multi-hundred dollar armies and all sorts of stuff. Even though, you know, there are really great things about the other side. Like, it, it plays at the same... You get the same tactical scale as 40K with, I mean, honestly, a quarter of the investment, right? Even though it's expensive to buy into, it's an expensive game to buy into for a skirmish war gamer, right? Someone who's used used to playing Guild Ball or... Infinity or Malifaux is going to have a hard time biting the bullet on the other side, but it's a bargain when you put it up next to a game like 40k. So is that is that the only thing you've been working on is uh, other side? Um, I've so I've been assembling models too. I've uh, I've assembled uh, another starter kit for Eden. So I've got eight Ascari models now, and I'm ready to uh, smash some face with these four new guys. They're just built based and primed uh and you know one of the models that i I sent you a picture of the al ghoul is giant it's on a 40 mil base and i think i mean if i had to guess it weighs a half a pound um it's just it's just a huge model um so and there's a lot of pinning involved there right like i i I pinned pinned it all over the place and it's just a big beasty thing so i'm looking forward to getting on the table and smashing some face um and then also i put together uh three out of four models in the battle box for uh, war machine. Um, hoping one of these upcoming weeks, I'll be able to go out to a local war machine night and actually get a game in. Um, I had a miss pack though. So I had to wait and I just got the leg uh, for that. Um, also I finished um, Charles Edmonton for the other side uh, since we last talked. So I have one of my two commanders done. Um, Great. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've gotten a lot of stuff done since the last time we talked, but for the most part, it's been uh, painting, basing, and uh, doing everything for my two squads of Royal Rifle Corps, my infiltrators, my South Wales borderers, um, and my um, flag boys. God, I can't think of the name of them right now. Um, but the Your intelligence the, guys? Yeah, the Field Intelligence Corps. Thank you. There yep. you go. So those those ones aren't built in paint or aren't painted yet, but everything but those guys uh, are are based, uh, primed, and ready to go. The uh, entire right now, I'm basing the Royal Rifle Corps of my second Royal Rifle Corps uh, army and or, or uh, squad, and then that will be the entire commander box, um, completely painted and ready to go. Um, so yeah, that's that's that, and I think. I'm going to take a break from painting the other side minis, but I'm not done because I saw a video on YouTube the other day and I'm going to have to go look it up. You have to remind me by the end of the show, I'll look it up while you guys are talking later. I found an episode of some of a guy 
It's actually, I think, local to Wisconsin uh, using some really cool craft store inks through an airbrush. Um, and watching that video, I got really inspired to paint my gibbering hordes. And I think I'm going to paint them like a blue into purple uh, gradient through the airbrush with these Liquitex inks. Um, just because, you know, I, I didn't really have a plan to paint them in the first place. So having a cool airbrush uh, thing where I might actually just be able to get them done and, you know, looking decent and on the table might be a much, I think that would make it a much easier way for me to get demos because as you know, with the other side, seeing the game is one thing, but if you can have two, you know, two one commander lists, each with a Titan painted on each side of the table, someone's going to walk over and ask questions. Absolutely. Yep. That is, that is pretty par for the course with that game. I feel War Machine gets that too with all their uh, colossals. The and colossals. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just even just some of the the fifty mil base stuff with the you know some of them just have a big wingspan and and mm -hmm. just look great as centerpieces. Yeah, it's that's a that's a game with a ton of centerpiece models. Oh yeah. So chops, you've been busy, huh? Yep. Been busy. I was talking for a long time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about you, Potter? What you've been up to? Uh, life has actually uh, kind of gotten real busy for me. So my modeling is taking a kind of a sidestep, but I, uh, let's see, inherited a, uh, a Legion army, uh, that I, that I got. So I, I built an Archangel. So I got that done. Um, been inheriting pre-painted space cruisers for Star Wars Armada. So <laughs> not any, not much modeling going on there outside of putting, you know, ships on flight stands. Um, but I mean, I've kind of gotten a bug in, in me to, to build some, uh, build some space Marines and, uh, hopefully I'll get some of my Legion painted here soon. Now that things are kind of calming down for me. When you say Legion, do you mean Star Wars Legion? Legion. Star Wars oh. Legion. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. You... yeah I got, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to quantify that. Yeah. Star Wars Legion. Um, the, the, the Legion of Everblade army that I got is, uh, painted and I mean, it's not that it's a bad job. It's just not the color scheme I want. So all that stuff's going to get dipped and uh, stripped, so that way I can I can paint it the way I want it to look. Cool. Yeah, yeah I I would just be like, I'm leaving it. Yeah. <laughs> like, play yeah. painted. I thought about it, but it's just there. There's a I mean I, a lot of the stuff that I got from from Susan, you know, none of it's painted, and it's not a color scheme I want to paint and replicate. It's just not me now if it was everything was already done and there were no more minis coming out i'd be good so yeah that's kind of it and you paul i'm guessing not so much because of the uh the old aforementioned head injury well getting for hit, a while brain yeah, damaged. but uh i was able to uh as once i healed up i was able to to get some hobbying done um i guess just before the the concussion i built an eden starter set yeah um and after the concussion i painted one of those models which was exciting and i've been working on my star wars legion army um my rebels so they're kind of uh i guess i'm i guess what i'm trying to do is batch paint my my uh rebel fighters and they are i mean there's what 21 of them so they've been a, a slow progression of Going back and making sure everything was painted and and um, 
you know, full coverage. And I'm at the point now where I'm going to give them all a good wash and uh, probably dry brush them and, and call them done. And that'll be 21 Legion models ready to go. Uh, once I, I, I have my, my base uh, picked out for them. Uh, so this way they'll look like they're nice and, and fighting in the jungle. And then after that, I'll move on to getting some, some commanders done. Actually, I'll probably do Luke first. So this way, then I just have like all of wave one done. And actually with that, I kind of filled in all the gaps on the rebel side as well. So I I finally got some fleet troopers and uh, the laser emplacement guns and, and, and all that stuff. So um wow. I caught up caught up till it. this week that is all right yeah and so yeah and so you guys now talking both of you guys talked and some of our listeners are probably going what year is it because all of a sudden you guys are talking about star wars legion it feels right. like the last time we recorded wild west exodus was the jam for you guys and that was the bug uh we have an actual and it, it they, you know they won't have the privilege of having been in chat with you guys for the last couple of weeks and knowing you guys are uh, fully back in it when it comes to Legion. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. a lot of that had to do with, um, well, I guess, I guess the other thing, the other side effect of, of the accident and concussion is that I had to take so much time off from work that I had to cancel my trip to Adepticon. But one of the reasons why we started get, getting back into Legion was to get rip, uh, rip, get Chris some reps, um, because he wanted to play at Adepticon if we were if we were going, so it just kind of built up that that energy again and that excitement for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it hasn't hasn't killed the the Wild West Exodus bug. Um, there's there's something else frustrating me with that, but that's availability. But that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it also it also doesn't hurt that you know right now in our local area there is a a league going on for Star Wars Legion, so um that's kind of what's been you know driving us to play a little bit more as well too because we're in it um you know friends love the show uh, Kevin Babb he's in it um and they're they're trying to grow the community there and actually the community the Star Wars Legion community there is actually pretty decent so um it's that's what we've been doing as well too. Yeah, yeah, league games definitely help keep that excitement. Um, but also just kind of going back and, and looking at some of the things that have come out over the past year um, after being away yeah. from it for a little bit has, has been uh, exciting as well. Yeah, the game's in a different place now, right, than it was back when we first looked at it. Completely different different place. It's 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 with everything that they're adding they have added everything that we've seen that they are adding um you know it's the fantasy flights has done a really good job i know you know a year ago you know i showed up had zero interest as much as it was star wars i was like i don't want to get into another minis game i don't want to play this you know it's it i don't know fantasy flight i don't trust them from what i heard about rune wars and you know they have done such a fantastic job of supporting this game month in month out. There's releases for the game, whether it's uh, new uh, mission packs, whether it's new models, they're constantly eradicating the rules where they're seeing things, uh, you know, certain, uh, you know, rules and uh, rules that are played in certain ways They you know, they're, they're going out and fixing it and they're seeing stuff and the fantasy flights, they've done a great job supporting this game and it, it shocked me and I'm, I'm, very glad I got into it. I absolutely love this game. 
That's a pretty ringing endorsement. Fan yeah. Flight, send me some free stuff. You, you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because cause if I remember correctly, if I if I was to go back and listen to our first episode when we talked about uh, Star Wars Legion Chops, I believe you were 100% in. I was on the fence and Potter was like, hell no. Yeah, yep. we're uh, yep. and we are in we are in very different positions now. Yes, we um, are. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm in a hell no position, but I might as well be because it's as much as like I I love Star Wars and I want to play Star Wars Legion. I am in this place where I just have a lot of games going on right now, and you know, wanting to like foster a new community, it makes it hard. Um, to to jump in but i want you guys to reinvigorate my excitement for star wars legion and so i don't know a ton about all the new releases i don't know a ton about the um i mean i know what they are right but that's that's the extent of it i don't know like why the new additions deepen the game and make the game more appealing um for you guys at the you know playing miniatures games for the reasons that we do um and I'd be interested to get your guys' thoughts on what it is that brought you in, how the mission packs and terrain packs have affected the game in a positive way that makes you excited to play it. We can wake out, you know, hoping that maybe I can jump in because there are actually three local game stores that have, I think, regular Legion nights in my area. Um, and honestly, you know, on, on those nights, I would rather get in a game of Kill Team or try to get one of my local Malifaux guys to, you know, play a game of Eden with me on an off night. So sell this game to me. All right, you want to go first, Paul, or you want me to do it? I think no, you can do it. I was thinking I was probably going to be me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so let's start with the the terrain pack. So uh, so far we've gotten uh, one terrain pack. It's you know the moisture evaporator terrain pack, um, which oddly enough I still have not actually bought myself. Um, But the the thing that I like about it is is it helps with the replayability of the missions because of the fact that it. You're basically shuffling the missions up, and then you're selecting, you're pulling, you're drawing them out. You're drawing three at a time, so you draw your your three weather conditions, your three victory conditions, and your three deployment conditions. Um, so every time that you're playing, you have that randomness of you're only getting three out of the the pool that we're at now, and I think it's somewhere around eight to ten, if I get that number correct. Um, and then even then, you still have more randomness because then you and your opponent get to pick. So you can you can get that little bit of that tactical flexibility of going, okay, I really cannot stand this deployment. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to do everything I can while we're picking missions to make sure that deployment goes the fuck away because I can't stand it. I like it's not. Yeah, it's not just the three that come out, right? It's the order that they come out in is also important. Yes, it is the order because, yeah, so you lay them out. You go, you know, you hear one, two, three and, you know, and everything's uh laid out in rows and columns and you pick, you know, the, the person I think that is the blue player and that's dependent on, uh, so who gets to be blue, who gets to be red is basically who's under on points. If you're under on points, you get to be the blue player. So you get a little bit more of that tactical flexibility because you're under points. Um, so you're going through there, picking that out. So I, I like that where you can, you can kind of control the mission that you're getting. And then every single time it's going to be more random and these pool as these new terrain packs. So we're getting an eight, a downed ATST terrain, uh, uh, terrain pack next. Um, is it an ATST or an ATAT? ATST. 
It is an, okay, so it's a downed ATST is the next terrain pack. So which is coming with I believe three more missions, three more uh, weather conditions, and three more deployments. And it also uh, seems like it's going to be coming with some type of like, uh, maybe a narrative mission because I hope talking, so. They they well they haven't they haven't fully explained it, but they talked about one of one of the missions having an act one. Mm. Which leads me to believe that there's an Act Two. Oh, progressive missions. That's my yeah, jam. So, and and I don't know if that's going to be separate from your standard mission attack, uh, mission packs, uh, and cards, or if it's going to somehow fit in. Yes, yeah, and I uh, hope that, I hope that's the case. That's a, that's exciting for sure. Well, yeah. because. So, I mean, I will say, like, you know, not in the realm of trying to sell it, but I will say a negative for me is that right now is that of the is the the lack of the narrative campaign for the game, because every time I sit down and play this game, it's Star Wars. You know, the 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 stormtroopers are doing exactly what I think stormtroopers would be doing in the movies. You're, you know, the rebels are doing the same thing. Luke's doing the same thing. Vader's doing. I mean, it's it's. Fantasy Flight has done such a fantastic job with the theming of this game. It, it, it is so well done that when you're playing this game, it feels like you're watching Star Wars. And not having that narrative component is something I just think Fantasy Flight is completely and utterly missing right now. So if you are right, Paul, and that's what's coming, I am I will buy that. That, that well, I'm gonna like... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna counter you in in some way on on that because to me the fact that the game is so themed and everything does feel so star Wars. I don't feel like I'm missing a narrative campaign because I feel like every game becomes so narrative just in, just in the way the game plays and the way the models act. And even, even, you know, the, the condition cards and the objective cards, um, it just, it just creates that battlefield feel um so i i don't feel like i'm missing that i feel like it's already created in the game and and maybe that's because i i like to visualize the game in my mind as i'm playing so i'm i'm kind of already doing that um yeah maybe i mean i can see that if that's what you're doing i mean, like, I I mean don't get me wrong it's it's going to it, i mean fantasy flight does campaign expansions right they did it for right. uh, armada so right i'm sure at some point we're going to get one um and it's only going to make the game stronger but i i don't feel like like it's a gap that's like if they never did it i wouldn't feel like it was missing but assuming that they're going to do it it's going to be awesome yeah and so i you feel like i might know a little bit something about the guy the game that you guys don't know uh, have you guys tried playing any of the the organized play packs? No, I have. We haven't dug into those yet. Um, I've been I've been looking at them though. Well, I mean, so I've done one because uh, the first so, the first campaign that we did here for league was was done with the organized play pack. Uh, the first one that uh, Bab and I did. Um, do you remember which one it was? Was it the one where you crash in the jungle? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you're talking, it was like almost a year ago at this point in time that we did that one. I'm not sure which one it was. 
so yeah, let me just different ones now. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Yeah. So the one that I'm thinking of specifically, and you guys might actually want to, I mean, even if it's just the two of you uh, play through this is that each person uh, makes a 300 point list uh, and all the games in the, in the, in this campaign are played on three by three maps rather than on six by three maps. And what happens uh, each time you complete a mission is that there's an escalation uh, and the escalation depending on, cause I think it's a three or a four round campaign or a three or four game campaign. Right. And depending on the end of the mission, you either add a new uh, unit type, whether it's a troop or uh, whatever the special trooper is, or you get to add an upgrade to a unit. Uh, and, and so it escalates a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. So by the end of it, you've got a bigger force and you've gone through this uh, essential storytelling, which is like a ship crashes. And then uh, the other force is sort of, uh, I think, taking advantage of the fact and then trying to hunt down the the retreating force and you're playing like stage after stage of this mission. It sounds super cool. And I think Chris, that might, you know, be appealing to what you think you're missing in the game right now, unless I've got it wrong. No, no, I actually do. I, I, I think that would be good. So we may, I mean, after this league, definitely try and uh, do that, whether it be you, me, Paul, or, or we get bad to do it or try and find some random person, I guess. No, I'm up for it. I'm, I'm absolutely up for it. Yeah, because they say the games should only take, uh, I think, 75 minutes or less is what I saw on the, on the, 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 and when you read the organized document, that it's on Fantasy Flight's website. So, yeah, definitely take a look at that, you guys. So, um, so moving on to the, the, the miniatures, there are the new models that have been brought to the game and, and what they're bringing to each one of the factions. Um, so, I'm going to start with what I think was probably Fantasy Flight hitting the mark was the Wookiees. Oh, hey, wait, wait, wait. Before we go on to that, can I just add one more thing to yeah. the cards? What's up? Um, with the way the math works out on cards, you know, like the, the Moisture Evaporator expansion added one of each, right? It added one mission, one deployment, and, and one condition card. But with the way the permutations on, work, on that work, I mean, that really creates so many different combinations yeah yeah so you're never playing the same game twice you're once not you, once you add all that together and so yeah. even but, even and, even and so before like the, bef- the, all right let's let, before we get into the units let's segue that do you guys feel that the missions themselves are varied enough like not just the fact that you have a different weather condition and deployment style um i mean because the weather conditions are their own thing that's great right that's like a that's like a cool variable that a lot of war games don't take into account but just the raw mission objectives themselves do you guys feel like they're varied enough and they they offer a game that has you know as much uh sort of feel of play like you know you know what i mean like like the, the, for example like the difference between um playing reconnoiter uh versus um uh, reckoning in Malifaux, right like you know you it's a very different feeling thing um so i'm just wondering if uh if you have that same sort of feel for the main and i'm not talking about the strats and schemes just the strats here right like do you have that same sort of variance or do they all feel still f- feel samey no they no, don't feel no they don't feel same yeah because no. because the, your your objectives are so different you know whether it's 
holding holding a piece of terrain, getting into the opponent deployment zone, um, uh, taking control of the moisture evaporators, trying to yeah. blow the or well, trying to repair the moisture evaporators, trying to blow the moisture evaporators up. And then, um, you, then you also have the other one where you're you're putting what six objectives out there, four objectives out there, and and you're picking them up, and then you know your your unit leader that picked them up is is taking them with them, um, which then means if they're if they're killed or or panicked, they're dropping them, which puts them in a different place. Yeah, no, I mean, the, yeah, the the missions are definitely very they're varied. They're they're not they don't feel samey. I would um trying to look at a, a comparison like where i feel like war machine uh back in the day a lot of their missions like maybe you know steamroller when it first was coming out uh, a lot of those missions felt very samey uh, i do not feel that way with fantasy flights they they are definitely varied they're definitely different every single time you go in there um and you know the and i think the level that adds to it a lot of the times is things like your weather conditions that you get uh, where, you know, you're the, the, the deployment one where you have the guys, you have to pull three units. And I know they've just errated this and I don't remember what the errata is, but, you know, it used to be was pull three units that aren't, you know, that are trooper models into reserves and then those get deployed later. Like, so that completely changes. Yeah, your mission's the same, but it changes how you're going to play the mission because of the fact that you don't have all your forces or... You know, you may be able to go after this objective because of the fact that you don't have all your forces. You can just drop something right on top of the objective. So it, it, it changes completely how you're playing the missions, which I think helps change the missions a little bit as well, too, to vary them up. All right. Yeah, and actually, they, they the let's talk about that errata real quick since we're, we're over here on this. Um, the errata for, for that one, um, the Rapid Reserves, has been made it better. Because yes, it, it used has. to be, it used to be two, two uh, troop units, right? Was and, it two? And, I couldn't remember if it was two yeah, or three. Yeah, it's two, and and basically, you know, by definition, basically anything that's not a vehicle is a troop unit, um, except maybe the E-Web and the the one point four, which are emplacement troopers. So right. I don't know if they technically count. I don't. I don't remember. I believe they do. Um, and they used to come on when you had nothing left to activate at the end of, you know, so basically near the end of turn two. Um, but now it's it's one to two units, so you get to choose, so you have a little more agency there. And their chips go in the bag, right? Their Their command tokens go in the bag. And if you draw that type of unit, and there's no other ones left on the board already, then you deploy them. All right. Right, yeah, because whereas, whereas before it was, they were set off to the side until you were done. Right, and so now so they, they're, coming in, they're coming in on turn one, which is even... Turn one. Yeah, yeah the which end is of better. Turn one. That's a lot better. Yeah, so then you're not sitting with, you know, 100 points just sitting at the at the side of the table watching... But now, I mean, I mean that being said, it's also a fascinating ta- tactical decision making because you can bring them on anywhere on the board, right? As long as they're they're two generic imperial units away from the enemy, um, so you could essentially drop them right on an objective or or in position to take an objective or to support somebody who's captured an objective. 
uh, it, it makes it really interesting. Yep. So as much as the first time I played it, I hated that bit. It's it's really grown on me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I agree. I really do think that the the erratas helped that out. When we were reading that the other day, I I was I was very excited for it. Yeah, and and I mean the 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 gathering supply one where you have to you know uh, control the the pieces of terrain that have the objective marker on them. Uh, they erratas that one because you used to be able to put them pretty close to your deployment zones, but now you yep. have to have the piece of terrain closest to the center of the table be one of the objectives. Yeah, that makes sense to me too. Yeah, because then it, it makes you, instead of the players positioning all three of them, um, you know, you have one that you have to get out there and move. So, so Chops, to answer your question, no, they definitely do not feel samey. Yeah, no, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, that I, I think if you know I I did this in the War Machine episode. I think if if anything you've done to to sell me on the game so far, that, I mean I think that's it. That's that sounds awesome, uh, and that's what I look for really, right? Like I want mm-hmm. I want I want that that sort of separation in in feel. Um, so that's really cool. Well, and and I mean the the other the other thing too, and and I know we're spending a lot of time talking about the the deployment cards, but they're they're so important to the game. You know, your your deployment completely changes how those scenarios feel as well, right? Because if you have the long march and you're you're deploying on the short side of the, of the three by six table, um, it can really change how you're approaching the game. Yeah, especially I guess if you're imps and you brought uh, you brought a. ATST, it makes it a lot harder to take advantage of it, right? Because that board, that thing really wants to be in an area where it has a big wide arc rather than having to move a long way for a short arc in front of it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it also for rebels too, because the long march, you know, you you get screwed with your with your gunman camping because it can't move. So, like, I know I played against Bab one time where we had long march. I I just just. I just didn't go near that flank and I just got negated, you know, a whole section of his point cost for his army because that thing never got to shoot, never got to do anything, you know, and that, that changes things like, too. and then Paul, you and I's game, you brought, what was it? One, maybe you only brought one in that game, right? Yeah. And I positioned it terribly. Right. You know, and if, if, and the thing is, is like, after we had that game, you and I talked, we're like, if we had had just like, you know, the standard, you know, normal, like 40 K deployment, just line up and shoot them you know, you would have been able to deploy it right in the middle of the board and it would have completely and utterly changed how I had to play the mission. Well, yeah, so, and I mean, so, I mean, we were looking at that even with that L-shaped deployment. If I had, instead of putting yeah. it at the at the right angle, putting it at one of the ends would have made a difference too as far so as this, its, this, its ability. But so anyway, this, could be anyway. a, this could be a really wrong thought, but like, does that create a negative play experience, that gun? You know, it sounds like a big risk even bringing it into... Uh, a, can't, a scenario at all if you have if you've got you know a one in nine chance of drawing a card that can negate your usefulness of it no well, that, um, and, well th- that's where that's where it goes into the choosing of you know the missions the the, the deployments and stuff like you need to make sure you're doing what you can oh sure to, sure sure yeah. but like but what do you do in the case where your opponent sees that you brought that gun encampment and they see the third deployment zone is the long march and they're like oh hey i can just take those i can take the two uh i can take the two deployments and force him to pl- to deploy it uh, you know way at the end of the table um well here's the thing even if 
even if like that scenario that Potter was talking about where he didn't go where he could get hit by it because it's I mean it it's got a long range it's it's you know available ranges one through four generic imperial units and you know for him to stay out of that range it's oh, still I guess controlling that, part of the board. It still controlled that part of the board. Yeah, yeah that's it did. Fair. Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, the, the objective that was over there, I gave that objective up knowing that I was just ignoring that half of the board. But again, right. like, I, I think also you need to look at, you know, obviously the objectives are placed before, um, you know, you start deploying your minis. So just making sure that you put that in a place where it's going to be more effective. You know, I, I think both Bab and I talked about it and he, you know, completely agreed he misplaced that model. You know, so just having, to, you know, going in there and putting it in, in place in a better position after reviewing the board, after reviewing the objectives would have been a better thing for him and, and rapid reinforcements. If it's on the table, like trying to get that in there now that the, those things can be placed as part of the rapid reinforcements, I think will help that, that specific model out as well too. All right. Well, and, and, and I'll tell you as a follow-up Potter, I used two of the 1.4 laser cannons uh, against Bab last week when I played him. Yeah. And, holy crap let me tell you those things dominated the game oh yeah they're 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 definitely threatening like you know i think you were probably using them the way the same way i tried to do the e-webs of you know just putting them on the flanks to try and get as much of the covering fire as i can for the entire table um you know the only nice thing about the e-webs is that they can move yeah no well i mean in this game i was able to place two of them where they had um you know, some some crossfire ability. Plus, they were also uh, able to reach into zones on their own. And let me tell you, five black dice is nothing to sneeze at. No, it's not, man. It's so not special, especially since it can't move. So it's always going to be aiming. You know, and throw in the throw in those anti infantry upgrades. You're getting even more black dice with the uh, piercing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's red dice. I think on the infantry. Oh, or, or it's no, red I'm sorry, dice? whites. It's whites. Oh, is it whites? Yeah, I, I, I. Anyway, so that's 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 maybe more discussion for as we talk about what some of these new types of units bring. Yeah, I actually, I, no, I have an interesting question. So, uh, for listeners who don't know this game, uh, there are three different kinds of attack dice: white, white attack dice, red attack dice, and black attack dice. In that order of escalation, in uh, we'll call it goodness. So, no, uh, red's red's better than black. Oh, Sorry. red's better than black. Yes, red so, is the best. So, all right, and so. The and the and the gun emplacement fires black dice. Yeah. Yes. Boo. All right. Well. Anyway. So how many <laughs> how many missed sides does the does the black dice have? Is it two or three? Oh, I'd have to pull a dice out to look. I at think it. I'm it's. Sure. I think it's three because the red dice only has one miss. Yeah. yeah. One All right. miss, so, one surge, one crit. So I think this is two. Misses. So then it's it's four hits a surge and three misses. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, well, there would oh. be a crit on there too. I think. Oh, okay. So three hits, a crit, a surge, and three misses. Yeah, that makes sense. Three hits, three misses, one surge, one crit. Now, I have a question then, just a tactical question. So you let's say you roll those dice and you roll five of them. Um, with with those odds, you're actually um, – it's not unlikely that you'll roll all five hits. So a question – since you're probably aiming as well too since you're not moving. Right. And so here's the question. The first, the first part of this question is what is the surge bonus on the weapon? Is it a, is it an attack surge? It's gotta be right. Yeah. I think it surges to crit. 
Okay, surges to crit. Hold so on, let's can, say can, you I roll. I pull up the card. I didn't. I wasn't ready yeah, for yeah. specific details. <laughs> no, it's sure all right. This, I put you on the spot. Conversation was going to go because because for those of you listening, this is just off the cuff discussion. Uh, I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying to make it interesting. No, this is so great. this it, is what I want. So let's say. Have a call sheet. Let's let's say you you roll those five dice, uh, and you come up with five hits, and you and you did aim. Um, what how, how what percentage of you re-rolls two of those hits? So an aim token for the people who don't know, you spend an aim token. You take you take one of your two actions on your model to gain the aim token, and then you can spend the Sorry, aim token search, to re-roll. To hit, not search crit. Okay, that's fine. So that means that you're you're on essentially five to three that you've got some sort of hit. Um, and and a, a one chance that you're going to crit. Um, so the question is on on white dice or on black dice. I know what I do on red dice, but on black dice, do you re-roll those hits hoping for crits, or do you just let them land? Oh, I let them land. Yeah. I, what if I, what if you're what if you're attacking something in cover? Does that change your math? Uh, depends. I mean, so hard hard cover, yes, hard cover, soft cover would depend on what I'm doing. Hardcover. So let's say you roll all five hits into hardcover. Do you I'm re-roll still, two of them? I'm still hitting three times. So if I if I if I re-roll two and and lose the hits, then I'm only hitting one. Right. Oh man, that's kind of a scary. No uh, guts, no glory, uh, you guys. <laughs> I think I think on on it red. Yeah, on that just goes to our dead, uh, right. And like if I yeah really, yeah 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 really need it dead. Yeah, I'll go for it, but. It goes. To, I guess it goes to our play style. Yeah, on, and on red dice. But on red dice, I don't think it's a question. On red dice, I re-roll them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 think, searching, I think I agree searching on that. To hit or crit. That's. I mean, that's absolutely the way to go on a red die. Yeah, but that's why there's so many things that don't have red die. Sure. Anyway, I just thought that was a, a, a fun side. Like, what do you do in that situation? Well, you see, but that's you roll but that's part of the genius of the game, and and what I as as much as as much as I piss potter off every time we play and i bitch about the fucking dice. dice fucking dice <laughs> I, hate this, I hate this game i i i've i've always absolutely loved the dice mechanics and the fact that you're not dealing with you know straight number target you know target numbers you're, you're dealing more with with success values um and and different variations on on each of those dice uh it, it can make things very interesting and very tactical all yeah. right so here here i i'm gonna i want to change the i want to change the question so what if you roll what if you what if you're into hardcover and you roll three crits and two hits do you re-roll the hits yes 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 I right would. Yeah. yeah. All right. No matter so, what, you're going to get three hits. Right. Yeah. yeah no matter what. <laughs> and those two, those two regular yeah. ones are going to go away. So you might yep. as well. You might as well fish for roll grit. for the chance. Yep. Because yeah. you've got. Yeah. That's that's a. So, to me, that's a. So for people who that. are listening who might not know the functionality of the game, if you're for each cover you have, if you're soft cover, one success goes away. If you're hard cover, two successes go away. If you and then if they have a dodge, those cannot yeah, go away. Not be, yeah, and if they have dodge tokens, they can spend dodge tokens to negate hits too. So a person in cover two with a dodge token can essentially remove three of your successful hits. But I mean, the other thing too is that there's only one crit on each die. Correct. Right. So you have right. a one in eight chance of, of getting that crit. So if you've already rolled three crits and, and you have that aim token, you know you might as well go for it and, and try and hit that one in eight again. Yeah. 
Yep. I was just curious, you know, how far I had to push your luck here. <laughs> like like how, how godly of a role I had to give you before you pick those up yeah, and I mean, roll them. I mean, that's, that's pretty, that's a pretty godly role. <laughs> yeah. I mean now, now, so like if you're telling me there are white dice though, for me, it's, it's, I'm automatically pretty much picking them up and trying to roll for the fish for the crits on the uh, white dice, but blacks and reds, that's where it gets a little more, mm, what should I do? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel the opposite. I feel white yeah, dice. We, if you have if you, you if you have, have a hit yeah, if you have a hit at all, it's a big it's a big deal. There's only like you don't have a big chance of hitting on them anyway, right? Only stormtroopers can be so precise. But the, yeah, the, the the thing is, is that most of the times I'm going to be missing on the white dice anyways because of the fact that there's so many blanks on them. Yeah. So, I mean, and then again with the stormtrooper, hopefully, most likely, I'm aiming anyway, so I get to reroll three of the dice. No, oh, that's true. That's and especially true. with the new. So, so as we go into new stuff, um, the commander packs that came out have added new, uh, command cards into the game that are not commander specific. So they're the generic ones, and one of them uh, allows you to start throwing aim tokens around. And I think the Empire players have figured out where you can pretty much double up on your aim tokens for almost all your stormtrooper units. Because as you use your 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 aim tokens, you can put them onto another new a unit near them, kind of like uh, if anybody's familiar with War Machine with the convergence, uh, the those models where they induct the the focus onto another warjack. It's kind of the same thing. You're taking that aim token and you're putting it onto another stormtrooper, and you can get them to double up on their aims, which will. And in this game, it still blows my mind. You can re-roll a re-roll. <laughs> Because you use the first aim token and roll, and if you fail, you can grab the second aim token and roll. Oh, and there's no golden rule that says any specific dice can't be re-rolled more than once. It, yes, th- no, there is. It is a. It is a. The dice cannot be re-rolled for a specific check. So since using a second aim token is a new check, you can re-roll. So you can't re-roll ones that you haven't. Re- Correct. But if it's so I use so if I go into my stormtroopers go in and I shoot five of my dudes and I miss four of the times I can go I'm spending this aim token and I'm going to roll my dice all of them come up blank again I go I'm spending this aim token brand new check I get to reroll the dice again that's how it works. So I can't re-roll anything. So if there's, so we had a, there was a, a ruling. I think uh, Paul, I don't remember if it was your and I's game or, or Bab and I's game, where there was a ruling that came up, uh, where we had to check on it because I think it was Bab's game. So um, he had an ability that allowed him to re-roll dice, but because of the fact it was off of the same exact check that he already re-rolled on with the aim tokens, he cannot use the unit special roll or special rule to re-roll because of the fact he already used the aim token. Fair enough. So yeah, so that that's how it works in the game. So you are still limited on what you can re-roll. It's just, is it a new check or is it the same check that you already did? Um, so, so that's one of the cool things that has brought into that like kind of the tactical flexibility. Like I am sitting here looking at Boba Fett's cards or not. Bo- uh, so yeah, my Boba Fett Veers list that I'm I'm looking at bringing uh, as my mainstay right now until the tank comes out when I can start fielding Vader again. Um, so looking at that list, I have the way that my list is built, I have zero vehicles. So there's almost absolutely no reason for me to ever to bring Veers' pip card that allows me to throw out uh, command tokens on vehicles. 
So because I just don't have them. So at that point, I can look at these new command cards and throw them in there and see what they'll bring to my army. Um, so that that again is another kind of like tactical flexibility of the game that I really enjoy. And as we get more command cards, if we're going to get more. Um, you know, those are more options that you can bring is like, well, do I really want this in my list or do I want this? You know, this one's specific to veers and this will allow veers to do this, but this one impacts my army overall as a whole, a lot better than what that one card did. So it's, it gives you a lot more options in how you're building your list too. Yeah. The introduction of three more generic command cards has been, I, I feel like it's been pretty huge. Um, well, big... command cards that actually have abilities. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not just uh, like the the uh, starter box ones don't have extra to them, but like the the cool one for the rebels is uh, I think it's a three pip one. Um, when a when a rebel unit shoots, they can give a dodge token to another rebel unit within one to two, which is huge for the rebel troopers because they have nimble. So when they spend a dodge token, they get one back. Yeah, I mean, and, and that, so again, going into the thematic end of the game, like, you know, more and more I've talked to you and Bab and, and other Rebel players, uh, you know, the Rebels, the reason why they are so dominant in the meta right now is because of the of dodge. And they're, they're with their nimble and keeping those dodge tokens and, you know, that's allowing them to just negate a ton of damage that the Empire players put into them. Yeah, and negating a whole hit is much better than their save. Right, and again, thematic, they're rebels. They don't have armor. They're ducking and covering all the time. They're hiding behind trees. They're hiding behind buildings. Like, it's thematic as hell. Like, it's, you. yes, I want them to have it. I want stormtroopers to have aim because they're going to, you know, they're only Imperial stormtroopers are this precise. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um, let's go on. So, again, where, so where was going? So, we've got a couple of new units that have come out, um, so for Rebels, we've gotten Chewbacca, uh, we've gotten the Wookiee Warriors, the Rebel Commandos, um, and the the 1.4 FD Laser Cannon team. Uh, I think right now, for me, the winners out of all the new models that have come out for Rebels, in my personal opinion, Wookiee Warriors. These guys are they're fantastic. It's you know it's it's bringing in it's bringing in uh, guy, uh, two wound models or three are they two wounds or three wounds. Three wounds. They are three wounds. Um, they, they are have, three wounds. Uh, indomitable. So during the rally step, they're rolling red defense dice, which is great for rebels because you don't get a lot of that. Um, you know, and then they're they get they get charged. So since people might not know again the functionality of the game, um, each time you get shot at, uh, if there's any successful hits, regardless of whether it is dodged or saved the psychology aspect of the game kicks in and you take a shaken token um and so if you build up enough shaken tokens you can run away if you have them on you up to a certain point you could only get one action instead of two so the wookies being able to get rid of them on a dice where they have essentially more than a 50 50 chance i didn't realize the wookies had that that's really thematic and and then so they've got charge so um the charge kicks off i think it's when the units brought down to like half strength or do they have it all the time is it chewy that i'm thinking of that it's chewy yeah it's chewy that i have that's that He's got Enrage, which gives him charge. Uh, once you bring Chewie to four wounds or less, 
um, or for he takes four or more wound tokens, he gets charged. But it's the Wookiees have charge built in all the time. So so now you know you take you take Luke, you take Chewie, and you take a unit of Wookiee warriors. You've got three units on the table with charge, which is huge for this game. And obviously, yeah, to be able to to take two moves and yep. an attack. That's I mean Vader doesn't even get to do that. So, um, you know, no, and Chewbacca in melee is rolling four red dice. Yeah, Chewie's rolling. F- yep, Chewie's rolling four red dice. Wookiee warriors are throwing two. Um, you know, so there are a unit size of three with a where you can add on one more, so you can get up to four guys. So the, yeah, that's a lot awesome. of dice. Um, and it, so one thing I really like about Chewie, uh, his command cards that he brings to the game, uh, you're only probably going to bring one because his three command cards are built specifically to support whatever of the original trilogy uh, triumvirate you bring with him. So uh, if you're going with Luke, you only bring Luke's, Luke's command card. You bring in Leia, you only bring Leia's command card. You bring Han, you only bring Han's command card. Uh, and he and Chewie basically buffs whatever commander you're playing with when he, when you play that command card. Um, so I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, I think the one for Chewie is... Uh, he gets he uh, Han and him both get dodge tokens. No, 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 no. Um, choose one of Han Solo's command cards in your discard pile. Return that card to your hand. Dude, that's strong. That one what is you're strong. Thinking, what you're thinking? Yeah, that one's really strong. I I use that one pretty. Oh, I'm thinking teamwork you. with Han Solo. Yeah, teamwork. Teamwork is on their card where whenever one of them gets an aim or dodge token, if they're close enough to each other, the other one gets it as well. Yeah, which I mean, again, thematic. Um, he's got Guardian Three, so basically, anytime uh, anyone around anyone is around him, he will take the damage for him. Again, thematic with him trying to protect his friends. Um, I mean, just the Chewie and the the Wookiees, I think, are just the outstanding. The the they're just, they're great. They're outstanding. Um, and honestly, you guys are getting even more. You guys are getting. You just got Jen Urso this week. Um, so she's got Danger Sense, which allows her to keep the defense her uh, suppression tokens on her. And for as many suppression tokens she has onto her for an addition up to four extra dice, uh, she gets to roll that many more defense dice. So if she's got suppression three, uh, she's going to roll her cover, her normal defense dice, and she's going to roll three more on top of that to try and even to save even more. Um, she's got nimble, so she's getting extra dodge tokens. Um, and then she's got a free action to, to get a uh, an aim and a dodge token. So she's always going to have dodge up on her whether she uses it or not because of nimble. Um, she's got sharpshooter, so she's at least ignoring one uh, piece of cover again very thematic from the 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 tank fight in rogue uh from rogue one uh just great i to, to me an all amount great commander i'm not really sure what a lot of her command cards do well one of one of the things that i love about them and and we're seeing this um with the pathfinders as well as the interchangeable weapons right because we saw this in rogue one with cassino andor's uh sniper rifle slash rifle setup on his his gun uh and i guess we even saw it in in solo with with the sniper slash pistol version of upon solo's gun which always explained why he had a giant scope on on a pistol um 
right? So, but that's represented in cards where where they're upgrades cards, and and you can flip them over during during your recovery phase. I mean, it takes an action basically, but if you need to hit somebody further away or somebody's closer, and you need to hit them close up, and and get a more devastating close up hit, you can do that. Yeah, that's cool. So that's a new mechanic. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a, it's a very new mechanic, but it's, it's really neat. I think it's going to, going to make some interesting things, uh, happen. And I believe the death troopers actually have the, uh, the ability to change their weapon as well. Yes, they do. Uh, if I remember correctly on, unfortunately, uh, I'm looking at a tabletop admiral, so I don't have the cards, uh, since they're not officially out yet, they won't be out till next, uh, till next month. And they'll be coming out with a uh, director Krennic as well too. So, um, but then looking at the new models that we've gotten for um, for imps, uh, you know we've gotten the scout troopers, uh, the E-Web, uh, and then we've got the Royal Guard as well as uh, Emperor Palpatine. So uh, and Boba Fett. Uh, to me, uh, looking at the Imperials, the scout troopers and Boba Fett are the winners here. Uh, just I think again same kind of thing because uh, Chewie came out with the 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 rebel sniper team came out before came out with han um you know boba fett came out with the scout troopers here the the scout troopers uh for imps they helped imperials do better of what they already do which is taking out your key characters in in a rebel uh army so imp, imps are good about taking out characters they're not good at taking out the army they're good at taking out your characters. They're good at taking out Han, Leia, Chewie, Luke. That's what their job is to do. The scout troopers just, you know, turn that up to eleven. Uh, they brought in uh, a lot with their packs, same as the Rebel Scout Scouts. They brought in a lot of upgrade cards who are definitely really needed. Um, Hunter is amazing. Uh, it gives you extra dice to roll against already wounded. Uh, models. So going up against those, you know, those your commander models or your or your chewies that are already wounded you're getting to do more damage against them uh very thematic uh throw that on boba fett and it's great um boba fett's got his bounty token that's although it's stirred much of controversy in our local meta um it's a great thematic rule for him so if he takes if boba fett takes out his marked target he just gets a victory token as long as he's alive and you get a free victory point at the end of the game because you got the bounty, uh, which I think is pretty rad. Yeah, and Bosk is going to have that ability yeah. when he comes. Bosk is going to have that ability too. They've already shown that on his card, so he'll have that as well too. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- those are the Imperial Royal Guard are out. They're cool. They're thematic. Uh, I've only gotten one game in with them, so I can't really say how I feel about them yet. Right now, I feel a little lackluster. I would have liked to seen charge on them. I think. Oh, they do have charge. Sorry, they do have charge. Um, but the problem with them is that you're going to want to keep them close to Palpatine and Palpatine's not trying to get to anywhere close to the, the, the action. Um, I mean, his force lightning is great, but he's more, you know, he's more for pulling the strings in my personal opinion. Um, but he also did bring in some great upgrade cards. Uh, rage is a great one for Vader, uh, to take. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to when the tank comes out since it's going to be a troop transport, and we can throw Vader in there, and Vader can finally get up the field and be useful before he dies. All right. And the E Web is a is an E Web. It's 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 nice. It's a 
it, it's a little more less uh, predictable in terms of his damage output than the the 1.4 uh, laser gun because it's is that is that because it uses white dice? It uses one red dice, two black dice, and two white dice. So. Well, it seems okay, though. Yeah, but uh, the only thing is, so, whereas the 1.4 comes with Impact 2 already built in, uh, the E-Web has none of that. It has no impact, no uh, no uh, precise. But, um, again, you get a free pivot. Uh, so that's a nice thing. Um, and when I do pivot, I can pivot 360 degree. So basically, I can move, get a free pivot, and then I can shoot. So I, the, it's it's able to do a lot more positioning. So I think that's why its predictable damage output is a little bit less than the 1.4 because the 1.4 is obviously never going to get it's down, it's down, it's never yeah. moving. So I, I yeah, from a ba- from a balance standpoint, I'm okay with it. Well, and that's the other neat thing too is that even though it's the same type of weapon, there's enough variety in the way it functions that it feels very different. Yeah. So, um, as it should, right? Yeah. And so again, I, I was, I'm super, I'm super stoked for, for Palpatine. Uh, once I try and figure out how to actually use him, uh, one of his command cards, uh, I think it's his three pip, a command, command card. I can't remember which one it is, uh, but it basically just he takes damage and he can just continuously sit there. Uh, oh, it's uh, no, no, it's not entire legion. It's oh, and now you will die. So basically, uh, I suffer one wound and I gain a suppression token for to pro- to perform an attack, um, and I can do this any number of times I want. So Palpatine has five health. So with the new command droids that heal. And they don't just heal the units that they're in. They heal anyone that's within uh, one movement token away from, or one movement measurement, or one imperial unit measurement away from them. He can <laughs> heal them. Um, so you just know, one generic unit. Thank you. Whatever. So I can go and just use uh, force lightning three times, which is two red dice, two black dice, and two white dice. And I can do that. Th- yeah. I can do that three to four times in a turn without killing myself. At the risk of weakening yourself by doing uh, Yes and no, because I'm gaining a suppression token every time. So essentially I'm gaining that much cover, but up to two, up to two for heavy cover. So, um, but then, uh, then you, you throw a unit of Imperial uh, or Royal Guardsmen next to him who have Guardian 2 on them. So now they're taking some of the damage for Palpatine as well, too. All so right. I mean, you have ways of so with I think again it's wait do those suppression tokens stack yes two yes you gain one suppression token to perform an attack and Palpatine is no 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 I understand that I just I thought that when you were suppressed you were just cover one I didn't think that went up to cover two I believe it stacks but I I could be wrong um we all know how I am with rules um. So and the so the downside to it is is Palpatine is not fearless like Vader is. So um, Palpatine does have a uh, of a or command of four or whatever that that is again I can't remember. Um, but you know so if he takes eight suppression tokens, you know now he's now he's running away. Good luck getting eight suppression tokens on him. 
but shoot him a bunch of times. Yeah, well, you're gonna kill him if you do that, because I mean, so the funny thing I have with him is, uh, dude's in a bathrobe, uh, red dice for his defense. What the hell? <laughs> like, I don't agree with that. He's got, the, he's, he's got the force, man. I mean, valid. There could be that. There, he's got a force bubble on him. Um, but the the only problem that I have with him is he's actually more expensive than Vader. Uh, you've got le- yeah, he is really pricey. Two ten. Two ten. So he's got half the health of, or uh, you know, he's got three health less than Vader. Um, he's he suffers from suppression tokens in terms of having to do rally checks for it. Um, his attack, his attack dice pool is exactly the same as Vader's. Um, but but he can, he can attack more times though, right? Like- so Vader can attack twice, once in a turn. So, so Vader does suffer from the fact that um, he you, he can't take the same action more than once. Whereas Palpatine, with a, uh, a and that now you will die is his one pip. By the way, oh jeez. Which, uh, it, I mean that's that's thematic though, right? Because you pull that out when you need to kill something, and then you kill yeah. it. Yeah, um, you yep, the, he, exactly. He also puts his immobilized token on whatever. Uh, you're going after take him with Boba Fett who actually gets better against mobilized targets. Sounds like, sounds like Papa Palpatine's got some play. He does. No, he does. He's just expensive. Um, he, he, he's slow, just like Vader. He's a one movement. Um, you know, but he's got master of the force too. So he is refreshing two force powers a turn automatically. Um, he's got entourage and fear of Royal guard. So he can, uh, he can bump, you can take five Imperial Royal guard in your army. If you want five units, it's either four or five. Um, and then Wait, uh, you're going to have to explain that. So to me. why can you do so, that? So an entourage, uh, Imperial Royal guard. So while building an army, ignore the rank of one Imperial Royal guard unit, uh, during the command phase, you may issue an order. Um, so basically, uh, you you ignore the uh, the force the force uh, limitation of for the for the imperial guards. So the royal guards are specialists, I think they are. So which means you can only take up to three in an army, and then Palpatine allows you to take more than that. You can take a, you can take extra off of the, uh, up to that. And then he also basically, because they're entourage, um, if you're taking with him, you can issue them orders as long as they're up to one to two. You don't uh, beyond like so. If you do your one command card, and you know, it, which forces you to put your command on or your 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 order onto Palpatine, he can then also go, hey, my two royal guards behind me, both of them are getting their command tokens as well too. Right on. That's pretty cool. So I mean, he's he's definitely kind of like this support commander for Royal Guard imps. Yeah, because pulling the strings is a really good one too. You choose a trooper unit with uh, at range one to two. That unit may perform a free attack action or a free move action, which is a great ability as well too. Um, so he he's definitely a very big support uh, commander with that like hidden. I'm going to kill you. Um, I know when I played him into Bab, it took, I think, four attacks to kill Han with Palpatine. Mm. And then I probably died afterwards. 
but it was good to see Han get electrocuted off the board. He's pretty uh he's pretty resilient too. <sighs> I hate Han Solo. I hate playing into Han Solo. Can't stand playing into him. Cause so Han's got low low profile, which allows him to get a, a lot of extra defense if he's in terrain. Yeah, so basically if he's got cover one, he's automatically cover two, and he can re-roll three defense die. Yep. So he's a jerk. He is. I mean, again, it's thematic because it's it's indoor Han. It's not you know Episode Four Han. So. Right. 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 So, yeah. So that that's kind of where the game is these uh these last few few months. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm not keeping up with the whole uh you know meta across the the, the nation where things are at and, and the the tournament commands, but. I mean, essentially, you know, Veers for Imps is dominating, I think, for um, for Rebels. I think it's a lot of uh, Han Solo. Uh, I think Leia is still in there as well, too. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think for I think the general consensus is that Luke is the best model in the game. Really? I'm seeing a lot of Han and Chewies lately. Yeah, well, I mean, Chewie might change that a little bit, but I mean, Luke is just so good. I mean, so good. There's the Super Friends list, which is you know Han, Leia, and Chewie. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, pretty much anything. I mean, because because Luke can shoot, he can swing his lightsaber, he can charge, um, he can. I mean, with his yeah, he's only rolling what black dice, I think, on his lightsaber. Yeah, he's only black. Um. But he's it's 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 six black dice. So, I mean, it's six still, black dice. That's no joke. Yeah, and then it's still if he's large. At range. It's two red die. Yeah, that's 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 not bad at all. No, I mean Luke's no slouch. Um, the you know, he's got you know the the charge helps. He's great with that. Um, you know he's got deflect. He's immune to pierce, just like everybody is with a lightsaber. Jump one is a great ability for him to have. Um, so he's. Luke is a strong guy. Um, I like him. Vader's just better. Well, yeah, Vader's better, but Vader's also 40 points more raw. Yeah, that is, yeah, it's huge. But again, I mean, at that point, it's almost, uh, you know, better to be a little less good, but more room. Well, and so, and I guess that's, I guess that comes into my, and you guys know this, we've had this conversation many times of my next complaint that I have with the game was where I feel that the game is too, the standard point cost of the game is 200 points too too small. I really think that this game needs to bump up to a thousand points. You know, we've got, we now have, uh, you know, we've got two more, uh, what are the, what are the operatives coming out? So, uh, imps are getting, uh, Bosk rebels are getting, who are you guys getting? Uh, Sabine. Sabine, that's right. So you're getting Sabine Rem. So and then we both are getting tanks that are coming out. Um, yeah, but the thing, is, the thing, the thing is though, in in minis games, FFG is notorious for really pushing that point limit, right, and keeping it low. But look at Armada. So since since you've got me looking at Armada, I've been looking at things. So Armada used to not be 400 points. It used to be less than that. Yeah, but it was it it was it was actually the really early that they pushed from three hundred to four hundred. They realized they made a mistake right away and pushed it up. 
I think to Paul's credit, I think they would have already pushed the the game size up from eight hundred to a thousand. I mean, they still might. You know, we don't we don't necessarily know. Well, I mean, look at but the question. Even looking at X Wing, you know, I mean, it, it, they really want you to be thinking about what you're bringing. Hundred points or two hundred points, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I and I get it. Like to, I I really agree with. I want to make sure, like in every game that you're playing, like make sure you're bringing what you're bring. You know, you're bringing the the right stuff. And I agree with that. I I, I that is a mentality I think you have to have going into the game. You know, you've got models that everybody likes. You've got models that some people like, some people don't. It gives that that tactical flexibility. I I agree with that completely. But when you are when you have two of the three, two of the three current commanders in one of your factions that make up a third of your points cost, to me that's telling me that the game is too small. I don't know what Krennic's point was is going to be. I, I I know his cards out there. I I don't have the screenshot in front of me, but I know he's comparable to Veers and points cost. So half of my commanders are making up a third of my point cost if I want to take them into a list. That's already making me not want to take those guys because I'm losing so many other options. I'm losing I'm losing uh, order of activation or not order of activation. I'm looking uh the order my order pool like my my opponent's going to out activate me almost every single time if I go up against a rebel and you know, so as an Imperial player where all my dice are pretty much shooting on whites, it, that hurts my personal yeah, opinion. But you also have really good saves. Agree. We have, we have, I Imperials have more staying power, whereas rebels have more hitting power. And I agree with that, but a lot more staying power. Uh, eh. Yes and no. I mean, because the Rebels still have a ton of stuff that can go out there and negate cover. You know, Han, Han's got his sharpshooter. Your scout, your Rebel Scout Troopers have sharpshooter. Um, you, your um, your Wookiee Warriors can go in there and don't care because they're just going to charge into combat. So, I mean, there's those... Yeah, but you still you still pretty much have... Even if I hit you, you still have a four-plus chance of saving it. Not if you're getting rid of my cover and then you're... you're Take and you've got Pierce on anything, then I'm screwed. Yeah, but there's but you not, still, we're still rolling red dice, pierce. though. I, I think mean, is, is the, Paul's the, thought, Paul's the, point. The biggest Pierce you're going to have is two. Agree. No, I agree. I yes, I'm still I'm still rolling red dice. I still have a fifty fifty chance because I think it's I think it's because that one's a six sided die. I think it's I think it's three blanks and three two two solids and a and a. And a uh, that's three, a surge. three, three, three saves, a surge, and two misses. Okay, so it's a sixty forty, or whatever that math is. Well, it's a fifty fifty because you don't get the right. surge on the right. Surge. So yeah, so I was right. It's a fifty fifty because I only I surge to crits on attacks, not defense. So yeah, so so I still have a fifty fifty. You know, so I basically have I have a, in in terms of forty k terms that are easy. I have a four up save. Right. Whereas the the rebels are going to be a, a five, a five or six. I mean, there's a big difference between that, right? Which is why you got to play to the cover more, and your dodges, right? Where right, exactly? Where I don't I mean, have. I'm not saying that that's not a thing. I mean, it's, right? You know, it's just just those the the hits that do get through are less likely to kill you than they are me. I, I agree, and and again, I I think with the dodge tokens, when you start playing the dodges better, I think when Bab starts playing the dodges better, which Bab is already starting to do a lot better with it uh, compared to where he was. A long time ago, and he's Bab's a good player in this game. I like playing against him. Um, when you start seeing that, I'm gonna you're gonna see. I'm gonna think you're gonna see your guys beat surviving 
a bit better than my guys when you're taking cover and your dodges into consideration because your your dodges are your cover is going to go boom the hits are gone unless i crit and then boom you know just remove these hits because of your dodge yeah no i mean I'm, I'm i'm not this i'm not disagreeing with you on that so you have more models than i do because your unit sizes are bigger so rebel unit sizes are bigger than imperial unit sizes by one model now granted your base units are three uh four no they're four no then it's the same size is it the same size i thought your uh -huh. uses were more it's four points less i think than your standard troop so Rebel Troopers are 40 points. I think Stormtroopers are 44. Yes. And then Fleeties are 44 and Snows are 48. Yeah, probably it's probably because I'm paying for the red armor. Sure. Okay. For some reason, I thought you guys... I thought Rebels have one more model. Nope. Okay. I don't know why. I just kept thinking that. Yeah, but, you're, but you can field a lot more than I can. Um, all of, all of yeah, your... All, mean, of, all of your stuff... So like Veers, yeah, Veers I mean, is I mean because of I mean Krennic's at Krennic's going to be a ninety pointer right so Veers Veers is Veers is eighty points yep. so Krennic's ninety so okay so Leia is more expensive than Veers so which is your equivalent Leia is the equivalent to Veers um, yeah I, she's the same cost as Krennic but Leia is also to me in my personal opinion better than Veers in my personal opinion but that's just mine. Um, you know, Han's 120 points, Luke's 160. So of your three, and Jin's 130. So of your, of your four of your, or three of your four commanders are cheaper than my commanders, my, my two, my two big commanders. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that kind of seems to be the trend is that you have more ridiculous commanders for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I mean, so like Chewie's 100 point, 110 points. Yeah, which is about where Bosk is, because Bosk Bosk is going to be one fifteen. Right, and Boba's one forty, which I think Boba is appropriately priced. I think I, Boba's so good. Yeah, Boba Bo, Boba's amazing. Like I don't know why I wouldn't want to take Boba in almost any list that I'm playing. Boba's very good. I'm not going to complain about Boba's point cost. I mean, Palpatine Invader. I think if you're going to stick with the eight hundred points, I think they're might they're probably a little overcosted for the way that they perform right now. My personal opinion, Palpatine is better than Vader uh, in the current way that you can play because he's got more survivability with guardian or with the, uh, with the Imperial guards. Um, so we'll see when the tanks come out. I don't know what the tanks are going to cost. I think if the tanks are massively expensive, it's going to even force my opinion more that the game should go up 200 more points. 155 is the, uh, price point on the Imperial tank. 155 points. The ATST is 195 points, so I'm for 40 more points, or so 40 less points. I'm getting a troop transport. You're getting two a guns gun with one to four, uh, two reds, two blacks. It's got arsenal two, so and you get another Ooh. gun with one to two. That's a red and black. Ooh. And you can and you can hire a, a set of stormtroopers that you can carry around with it. Yeah. Sounds like a warrior. Well, and they also also they're getting a new uh, tank uh, tank commander as well too, which can be used in the ATSD. Which, from what I've understood, the new tank commander is going to make the ATSD actually worth taking again. Well, I got bad news for you, sir. Remember how you were hoping that the tank would be good for transporting Vader? Oh, damn it. Troop models only? No, because he's a trooper. Uh, what is it? Not commander it's models? It's slow as fuck. Damn it. No faster than Vader. Damn it. 
Can I move after disembarking? But it can. But yeah, it, I say it can take hits on the way up the field, though. Where right? are you seeing the yeah, card? Is it, is the card on FFG's website? No, it's on. Well, yeah, it was, but it's also on uh, Tabletop Admiral because it was up there. What? I'm at where? You got to click at the button at the top that says "Show Unreleased Units Slash Upgrades." Oh, you're. Sp- it's got an ability. Right, though, guys. It's got an ability called reposition. Either before or after you perform a standard move, you may perform a free pivot action. Yeah, but what I want to know is what is disembarking going to be like? I don't know. It's too. It's starting to get too blurry as I zoom in. Yeah, no, there's nothing that says anything about it. You may transport one transport. friendly trooper unit after defending. After defending if you suffer one or more wounds. Something, something, something. Anyway, that's terrible radio. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, it's it's going to change, uh, you know, how things work in general. But I don't know that it's going to be the, the big save for... Uh, getting Vader in there. Yeah, I, I, and I think 800 points is probably going to stay around for a while because um, like it makes it. it makes the makes the choices on what you need to hire, you know, hard. Yeah. Yep. And that's and that's and that's kind of what FFG likes is you making those hard choices. Like no, I, I've noticed even even with X-wing, you know, um, as I've been building some lists for that, you know, you're looking at like okay how many super good guys do I want to field versus, you know, mediocre guys, but more of them. And that's kind of their mindset on, on list building is that's where their, that's where their opportunity cost is. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, don't, and, and, I don't disagree with that at all. It's just, and, you, know, and, you want to bring everything. No, it's not that I want to bring everything. It's just, I think with where, I'm never going to play Rebels. I'm just going to put it out there. I, so a lot of what I'm going to say is going to come off very biased towards Imps because I that's just what I play. That's what I love. I'm never going to touch the Rebels. And I just feel for for me to be able to field two of the, two of the models that I absolutely want to play competitively, I'm just not going to be able to do it to the same levels I feel that the Rebels are going to do because of the points that those models are at. I want to take Vader and Palpatine in the same list and it be competitive, but right there alone is pre- once I put upgrades on them, half my army. Half. But that's the that's the price you pay for taking those two overcosted or crazy, not overcosted, but crazily high costed ultra powered units. Like you're making that choice. You're making the thematic choice to play those two, and the price that you pay is it's half your army list. Like I feel like you're asking for a lot for fantasy fight to change their games because the, you want to satisfy the whims of being able to thematically play those two together. I don't think that, and, and and we don't know that it won't be competitive to do right. Like it, it very well still could be competitive to roll a force. That's like, let's say Vader, uh, Vader Palpatine, one unit of Royal guard. And then you fill the rest of your army out with stormtroopers as just like a shield. So, so I have to take three stormtrooper units whether they be snowies or, or regulars. So I, I have to take minimum three snows or regulars. I take Palpatine. 50 points. Yeah. So I take Palpatine invader and then I take one unit of Royal guard. I'm at 617 points before upgrades. Yep. So even if you spend a hundred points on upgrades, you still have a hundred more t- points, which is another two squads of stormtroopers that can take at least a trooper upgrade. 
So well, I would, potentially I would, I would another 10 bodies the to shield them. The, the heavy weapons. Sure. But I mean, like, I'm just saying like that, then you're still, you're still at, if I'm, if I'm counting this right, one, two, three, seven activations and two of your activations are like fucking Ridiculous. Molly whopping dick destroyers. Yeah, dude. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like, uh, I mean that, that feels like the balance you have to weigh if you're going to play those two guys. Right. And, and, and as a comparison, Han Solo, right. He's going to take out four models at most a turn. Yeah, maybe. Right. And that's if he can be in range of two units and those four, those four models two they, two of them have to be from different units. So he's also putting himself in danger because he can't wipe out an entire unit. And Palpatine, it sounds like Palpatine could potentially electrocute two squads off the table. Potentially. He's, no, I'm not saying that and they're we know, very... And we know Vader can take out a unit in one go. Again, they're very powerful. I think their points that they're priced at are are what they should be priced at. You know, Vader... So here's what, here's what I think, I think, personally, is that you need to play Rebels... Once I don't know. I, I I know that you don't want to touch them, but I feel like you have to play into those characters or you're never going to understand what it's like sitting on the other side of the table from them. Because as a rebel player, I hear you talking and I'm like, no fucking way, man. Eat shit like that. <laughs> no way do I want those to be cheaper and no way do I want you to have more room in your army, even if I get more room for it. It like they're scary as hell. Yeah, you under you're underestimating the psychological value of Darth. Vader. Yeah, of having them two across the table from you. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you're you want to talk about like having to play around the the 1.4 laser blaster? Try playing uh, as a rebel player and seeing where Darth Vader gets deployed and going. Well, I can't be anywhere the fuck around wherever that ball is walking. Like it's just terrifying having him on the other side of the table. All right, so I will do this. I have built a list that I will be playing against you on a Paul on Wednesday and we'll see okay. how, we'll see how this goes and we'll see if it changes my mind. I will be bringing, I'm bringing the rule of two. Okay. I'm bringing the rule master of two. and an apprentice master and apprentice. We'll see how this goes. Oh, that's terrifying. Thanks, I have, I have, did I, did I, I, I'm glad I helped inspire a list. I want to know how it plays. So yeah, well, I mean, and Paul, and Paul, and, for our next chat. and, and here, and here you go. And in, in full openness, it is Vader with anger, saber throw force reflexes. It's Palpatine with anger and force reflexes. It is three stormtrooper units, all with the H 12, uh, upgrade, the HH 12 upgrade. Uh, and, uh, no, is that the right one? Ooh, no, I overpriced myself. I want the DLT, uh, DLT 19. Sorry. I gave myself rocket launchers. I don't want rocket launchers. Those suck. I just gave myself points back. Um, Let's see. So I've got 32 points left. It is a, it's a unit of Royal Guard with an Electro Staff and Tenacity. So I've got to figure out where to find 32 points. Well, you could just add a trooper to the... Uh... Yeah. Units. No, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Can I do this? Do 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 do. Nope. Not gonna be able to do that. Can you drop? Can you just drop one of those DLTs for another squad of stormtroopers? Uh, probably what I'm gonna do is drop a DLT 19 for a scout trooper with a sniper rifle. There you go. That's seven activations. 
Um, Actually, it still has 12 points left. I can give them Hunter. Well, there you go. See? So, boom. I think that's... A, that, and that sounds like a list I don't want to play into. Um, oh, it's going to say something. Uh, we, you know, we've been going on for a long time. And I, I think I'm a little bit more excited to, to keep playing it. Part of it is going to be finding opponents on a night that I can play. Um, but, it, you know, I, I might just end up being able to stomach keeping both armies updated and just playing with my wife because she seemed to like playing it the other night. Um, but the question that I have, though, is going into the future of the game because one of my main complaints of the game, like as you're talking and, you know, we're talking about Boba Fett, we're talking about Bosk. Um, like, I, I really want a third and potentially fourth faction. Like, where are you guys at on that? Is that a thing you want? Do you think the game's fine with two factions? So we know we're getting two new factions this summer. So we're getting uh, Rebel Era clone army, and we're getting Separatist droid army. So we know for a fact we're getting that. Um, but, you know, if you're looking for another faction in the, uh, you know, originally trilogy timeline uh i do i want like a hut cartel I, I would like a cartel kind of army um where you know you can get some of the the scum and villainy and it would be nice to see like you know boskin and boba fett would be able to play for like both factions being that they're scum and they're hireable so you know that's why the imps would have them there because you know vader hired them to hunt down luke um so i i like i like yeah. that idea see that seems to me like that would work better in a skirmish game I don't think I like that idea for for a civil war game. No, because because you know the huts had their own personal army with the Gamorrean and, and things like that. They, yeah, no, I'm, 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 not, I'm not disagreeing. But I, and stormtroopers would have been sent. Place. Like, I don't. Is it though? Isn't it though? Like, you don't think that there would be times where like the the Imperials would send a regiment, like. Or, or like a full company to like squash down nah, like not, something not, not in a bad full on war situation. That's why I think it would work out better in a skirmish. Uh, I think it would it would be more like a, a small. No, group. see, because in the, even in the comics that they they've set a precedence for Vader showing up on the Hut's worlds with with the five hundred one behind him to squash them. I think it does fit. Yeah, I think it fits too, and I think like, and because the cut cartel, like if you think about like not necessarily what you know about Star Wars from the movies, where like you had Jabba the Hutt on Tatooine, right? Like the Huts control an entire planet. Yeah, Narshada. Oh, so. Yeah, so, yeah. So you yeah. know no they Hutt, have a right. Military. So they they've got they've got a whole military industrial complex on that planet. And like you could have, and, and, and now you can bring in so many iconic races. Like, and the, the thing that I think is really great about this and, and I might alienate some listeners here, although we, they all know that we like all the star Wars movies. So if they don't like some of them, they can suck it. But that you, you bring in, you, you, you're, you're appeasing those guys though. Like those, like fucking the, the thing that's cool is you get really cool star Wars stuff and you're not going to have these like gatekeeping dickheads that are going to like say, I'm not buying this because it's new Disney Star Wars. If you go with Nalhada, because you can bring in stuff like Transhodans and Gamorians and like, you know, other iconic races from the original trilogy and they can do their thing. Like if you look at age of the or edge of the empire as a game system, um, they have like a whole bunch of lore about a specific, like, Trans, like like we have Wookiee warriors, you could have Transhodan hunters um, as a thing that the Huts would hire and have 
you know, on their payroll. Well, we, and, and I think that's already been set in a, in a, in a canon that people do like, cause that's in clone wars where they, well, right. And now they here, capture here, Ahsoka. here's where I'll leave. The, here's where I'll put this. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. I could see that more as a Merc army in general, as opposed to an actual uh, faction on its own. See, I don't like. I mean, Merc that's fine army. if it's a Merc army. I don't like Merc yeah, armies, but I'd rather. I don't yeah, either. I don't either. I don't like and Merc I'd rather, armies either. I'm they not don't. Saying I'd rather want a Merc army. I'm just saying. I think that's where scum and villainy would fit. All right. Because all right. So, Paul, Paul, logic, hear me out on this. You would have the rebels, you know grabbing them and, and oh. using them for what they and, and, you, and you do i mean the uh aftermath novels you one of the main characters was a bounty hunter that you know converted over so i mean yeah i i agree with that yeah i mean i don't necessarily want to see a merc army or or mercs you know that play on either side but uh... knowing what you know about the eu paul tell me that this isn't this doesn't work for you like imagine there is like a remote mining planet right that the imperials control but there was some intel that the hut cartel got that there was going to be like this gap in security function where there was only going to be you know a couple hundred imperial forces rather than like an entire garrison guarding this base so either the, like the black sun syndicate or the hut syndicate sends multiple starfighters full of uh, of soldiers to go and like jack a giant cargo thing like that is the si that that size battle is going to be the the size battle that you're playing and abstracting in the game of legion um and like that kind of skirmish i think is like a legit thing that you would actually have in this game and would require that many units yeah, because I mean, even though this is a command level game, it it is got a lot of skirmish elements in it. So I mean, I, I it, it's it's like yeah, it's like company level, yeah. right? Where sorry, that's what I meant to say. It's company not level, like command level. Sorry. Yeah, it's not quite as big as like a forty k uh, game where you know you got like uh, up to two hundred and or more models. Um, you know, the game caps pretty pretty hard around thirty per side. You're generally not going to have more than than thirty. Or a few more than that. So I think that it, it could play really well. And I think it would look really cool on the table. Like part of it is me. I really want some like little green pigmen with access to paints. I think that would be rad as shit. Um, but also I just think that like in the universe of star Wars, this is like a critical thing and it's a cool thing that, that is out there. And it's, 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 it's not, it's not just in the EU. Like they're going into the clone wars, uh, for these next sets of upgrades and if you watch dave filoni's show like there are multiple episodes on nalhutta and like there are other prominent huts in the recognized star wars canon um and i just think it would be really cool i mean look it, okay look at look okay chops all like all i can envision now is painting zero the hut and that would be fun as shit <laughs> See, imagine if dude, imagine if Zero was a fucking character you could have. He could easily be a commander in Legion. I, all I want is Jabba out there on a freaking floating palaquin, carrying him around, and him being like a support boss. Yeah, and think about think about like underhanded stuff you'd be doing as Zero too, and then you could like talk to your opponent with a stupid lisp all the time. Oh my god. <laughs> It would be so good. Well, then, uh, oh, then like Hondo is your operative. Yeah. Hondo yeah. Yeah. See, 
See, yeah. but yeah. see, then Honda would actually have playability where he could be an operative for both Rebels and uh, for the Clone Wars. Or for- yeah, he'd be like he, he he'd be like the opposite of Boba Fett because he he spans because and Hondo spans Clone Wars and the current Rebel uh, the the current original trilogy uh, lore. Right, and, and in Clone Wars done. he was kind of bad, it. and in Rebels he was it's kind <laughs> neutral, neutral, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Uh, although I although I preferred Hondo's character so much more in Clone Wars, but um, even now with what Disney's doing with Galaxy's Edge, Hondo is there as well too. Yeah, because he's amazing. And you know All that's right. and we're talking you know that's First Order Resistance time period. So that's true. All right. Well, we've been talking for a really long time about Star Wars, and it looks Duh. like we're going to have to bring this back up again next time after we try out your rule of two list. I like that um, name. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I, I guess with Legion a year out, we're still in a position where there's a lot to talk about, which is probably one of the best things you can say about the game. Yeah, it's a good thing to say about the game. I think the game is really good. Um, I really need to play a game that has more variety so that I can be as hype as you guys are about it. Um, but I love talking Star Wars and I love talking about the game and I, I feel like the game is in a good place and you guys are illustrating that. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to pay special attention to Adepticon to see how popular it is there. Um, cause I'd really like to gauge, you know, what the like national scene well, is like, obviously it's, it's not going to be on a 40 K scale. Um, but I'd like to see how big the tournament is. I mean, are. I, if I remember correctly, um, the, both of the qualifier tournaments at Adepticon, uh, sold out within hours of uh well the events going up there you go yeah and so and and chops the the other thing too and and i know we've talked about this a little bit um through text and all that i really think you need a bigger size game where the pierce value on vader and luke isn't going to be so devastating yes yeah so i mean all right i mean my right. my, my and if you want to stay at those smaller games my advice would be to get Veers and Leia. Yep. Hundred percent. Okay. Origin. And then and then also some specialists. Yes. I think that's the I think the key is to get like some scouts, some pathfinders, Veers and Leia, maybe is the the answer to my question here. The Pathfinders the Pathfinders and the Scouts uh are yeah, they they bring so much to those factions. And it's, and the Wookiees. Get the Wookiees. Yep. So, all right, all right. Yeah, but but I would I, again, if you're going to be playing with with your wife and you want to stay small for now, just get Veers and Leia, and I think that'll completely right. change your outlook when you're not dealing with that, you know, six red dice and Pierce and impact. Yeah, two. Again, though, I I I think honestly, more of the more of the complaint with the game is about the variety of the command cards than it is the Pierce. Uh, I think- because the peers you can deal with via deployment and stuff, but like if you're issuing orders and you're like, it doesn't feel like it matters where you issue your orders. I feel like that's a big part of the game. And when you play at a smaller level and you've got a commander, three, two or three troops and a support, like you can pretty much like no brainer how you're going to activate your models right you're which, not you know is it tactical decision making yeah that's not in the spirit of the game so i think the getting the pathfinders and the i i think if i spend 70 bucks 
which I might be able to do pretty quick here. That might bring a lot more enjoyment to the game. I would also recommend getting the commander box sets for, uh, you know, for those more tactical flexible command cards. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I would get for, I would get um, pathfinders, uh, scouts, Leia and veers. Um, That'd be a good start. And then, and then play because I already have, you know, I've already got the core box, and then for the rebels, I've got an extra squad of rebel troopers, uh, the the uh, air speeder, and an extra ATRT, and then for the imps, I just have an extra squad of stormtroopers. So, um, you know, just getting those extra few things, I think, would be really helpful. Yep, I'm I'm curious to hear as you as you grow that how that changes any of your outlook on the game. Yeah, I'm 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 hopeful that I'll like it more. And worst comes to worst, you have some awesome Star Wars stuff for your desk. And to paint, right? Yep. Yeah. Sounds like yep. sounds like all this Armada crap that's sitting on my desk right now. And I bet it looks amazing. <laughs> it does. I like the fact that I just have this entire fleet in front of me. It's really cool. All right. Well, uh last thoughts, uh Chris. Uh Legion is probably still my top two tabletop games out there right now man i i love it uh chops woo star wars <laughs> um and for me yay i'm not yeah uh, all right I think yeah, that, yeah, I think yeah that's more dead. important <laughs> i will second you you're yeah. not good <laughs> um all right so gosh it's been a long time since i've had to wrap things up um we are on patreon come support us uh patreon.com slash three men in a war game uh we're on all of the social medias uh instagram twitter and facebook uh we also have a discord that potter is running and it's a lot of fun uh we talk about games all the time um that link will be in the description as will a link to the patreon um thanks to static as a city for the music I think that's it, right? I covered everything? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Sounds about right. Um, I don't remember if on our last episode we thanked Jesse Ward for becoming a patron. Um, but if not, thank you, Jesse, for supporting us at the $10 level. And we, we put that to good use with him the other night, Chops and I, because we uh, sat down, did a hobby hangout with him, and, and helped him through some color choices. Mm-hmm. and it was actually a lot of fun so so look into our patreon consider joining us and hobby hangouts it's good stuff uh and thanks for listening and and we'll be back a lot sooner yes thanks everybody thanks Thank you guys
to give him a second here. See if he really needs something or if he's just being a dickhead. <laughs> Which one? PJ. I would never speak that way about Wishbone. <laughs> 